0: Come back! RAGE! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. Level 2 has begun. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust up and everybody else in between. Level 1 is done. Uh, meanwhile, the Minnesota Twins could be done uh, if they don't find a way to win a playoff game. Anything but Sweet 16 consecutive playoff losses for the Minnesota Twins. Make it 17 in a row as uh, the Houston Astros. They hated cheating Houston Astros. Take a uh, game one and suddenly have a little bit of swagger uh, back. Meanwhile, the Chicago White Sox, they've always got swagger. The young upstart Chicago White Sox have the Oakland Athletics behind uh, the eight ball uh, right now after Lucas Giolito mows them down six innings of uh Picture-perfect uh, baseball for Giolito. Uh, not a no-hitter, but uh, nevertheless, a 4-1 win. Incidentally, that was the final score of the early game as well. The first two baseball games, final scores uh, were a 4-1. Then we had a 3-1. as The Toronto Blue Jays had a million runners uh, on base late in the baseball game against the Tampa, unable to uh, cash in. Now, listen, they're calling this stuff playoff baseball, but it's really not playoff baseball. Uh, yeah, playoff baseball teams know how to situationally hit. Playoff baseball teams um, in Game Two of the playoffs aren't TBD as far as their pitching rotation uh, is concerned. All right, but let's just be real. We got a lot of mediocre baseball teams playing quote unquote air quote playoff games. Playoffs? You want to call it playoffs? Uh, whatever. It'll be the playoffs once these scrub teams are out of the way, um, and we're doing this again next year. Yay! Uh, nevertheless, the New York Yankee fans are saying, uh, yeah, Yankee fans don't say yay. I can't say what Yankee fans uh, say here. It's a family program. George Kurt's a Yankee fan. He's going to step up. And then Yankees roll uh, Cleveland. Cleveland uh, in a tough spot right now. The Cleveland Indians team that just can't manufacture any offense. Garrett Cole strikes out 13 Cleveland Indians this evening. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs happy gun. The Stanley Cup has been awarded. It's go time as far as the NBA is concerned. We talked a lot of NBA basketball in the first hour of the program. And uh, so far, our analysis is that uh, the Miami Heat uh, are in real tough here. As much as, you know, as much as everyone wants to be the hero, everyone wants to be Tyler Hero and uh, and pick the underdog. Can the Miami Heat really beat this team? I think they can, but are we going to pull the trigger? Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe morenzi Rage all you want. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict.
2: Hey, Bobby.
0: I, Bye, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here
2: because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing, they just need to get better okay. at it.
0: Bobby, who's dealing? Who's in? Sports race late night continues. I am Gabriel Moranci. All right, Bobby. That, all right, Bob, Bob, uh, Bobby. That's enough, Bobby. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have time to watch movies. So the only time I ever really see movies is when I'm on a plane. And even, like, uh, I gotta be honest, even on planes, like, I'm actually that guy. I'm like Putty on Seinfeld. I Like, I used to actually just sit there and stare. Like, I'd do nothing. I can't sleep on a plane. I wouldn't watch a movie. I wouldn't have earphones or headphones or anything. I'd do nothing. I'd, I'd just be hungover, usually, on a plane, just sitting there, like, hating life uh, for the four and a half hours. Uh, uh, but then... Then I started, you know, I was like, you know what, I might as well just watch one of these stupid movies that they have on the plane. And, uh, you know, I get to watch movies. I'm like, all right, I'd never actually go to the theater or I'd never actually, you know, sit down at home and watch this because I don't have time, but I'm stuck on a plane. And I've actually seen a couple of good movies uh, while stuck on a plane, and Battle of the Sexes is one of them. I've told you guys this before, but if you if you don't know it, Battle of the Sexes, it's the um, it's the uh, Billie Jean King Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs uh, story. They, you know, the man versus woman, the battle of the sexes tennis match. And uh, it's great, great stuff. It's just, it's so funny. And um, I didn't know, like, going in. I Listen, I, I'm a big tennis fan, but, like, I didn't know the backstory really, of just how much of a degenerate Bobby Riggs actually was. And uh, so it's actually like a gambling movie, which I got pleasantly surprised about. So that's what that, uh, that clip is from, that movie. He goes to gamble. His wife tells him to go to Gamblers Anonymous, or she's going to leave him, even though he's a big tennis champion. So he goes to Gamblers Anonymous, and he gets up. He's like, you people aren't here because you're gamblers. You're here because you're bad gamblers. He's like, yeah, it's, you lose. He goes, it's hey, not the problem. Gambling's not the problem. He goes, the losing's the problem. He goes, we don't need to stop gambling. We just need to get better at it. And the, the guy leading the meeting's like, stop, stop. Hey, Bobby, all right, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. All right, you need to go. <laughs> like, it was just too good. Let's bring in, uh, do we have Mr. George Kurtz uh, ready to go, who's uh, probably in a good mood because I don't know if he gambled on the New York Yankees uh, tonight, but the Yankees rolled. Is Kurtz ready to go?
2: I hope so. George Kurtz. How you doing, George? Well, as you mentioned, I am in a good mood. Uh, Probably a a much easier victory than I had anticipated tonight for the Yankees.
0: i tell you what, the game was over after the National Anthem, uh, basically, like, Sir, how, how many pitches in? It was it was suddenly two nothing. <laughs> like, as, as someone had bet of. on the Cleveland four pitches. Thank you. Uh, so uh, someone had bet on the Cleveland Indians. I didn't watch a lot of the game, George. I'm not going to lie. And you know, basically, it was I watched baseball all day long. My picks were terrible, George. Absolutely terrible. I was on the Indians and the under, so you can understand my disgust with the way the game went early, and. uh I never imagined, George, waking up today excited for Major League Baseball that I would be spending my nighttime watching a WNBA game. But I, I was like, screw this. I'm putting money on the Las Vegas Aces. And it came through for me, actually. Salvage what would have been a disaster. Still a bad day. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised, too. Um, you know, they, it's, they were just overwhelmed. But what about uh, game two? Uh, what, uh, how does this play out right now? Can, uh, can Cleveland uh, bounce back?
2: I think they can. I mean, we uh, you and I both know the next day's starting pitcher is where uh, momentum is. Carrasco versus Tanaka. The Indians will hit Tanaka somewhat. They may not have the greatest offense. They only average about four runs a game, uh, one of the lowest numbers in the American League. But they'll score some runs here. And can the Yankees hit Carrasco? They can hit Bieber. You should be able to hit Carrasco. But I expect a different game plan tomorrow for the Indians. I think uh, Bieber was trying to uh, sort of establish that fastball tonight. Everything, first pitch, fastball, first pitch, fastball. And the Yankees weren't letting him get to the curveball, right? They weren't letting him get there. So they're going to go after that pitch. I think tomorrow you'll see Carrasco, uh, he'll mix in off-speed stuff right away. He's not going to try and go first pitch, fastball, and try and get ahead of the Yankees because he doesn't want the two-run homer, the three-run homer to pop up here. I think tomorrow we'll see a... uh, a more even game, I assume, unless the Indians come out flat because they lost by 11 runs, but I think it'll be a better game tomorrow. And no, well, I actually lost money on this game as well. Like you, I had the under.
0: Yeah, you know, well, that that was fun, wasn't it? That that, that was fun. And, you know, I was hoping it, all right, maybe this, and I knew early. I was like, yeah, this, this is just not happening. And it's funny, George, the, the game with the lowest total of the day is the one that goes uh, over, right? After a day of unders all day.
2: Well, you know it's funny. I mean, everyone was hyping up this pitching matchup, right? Oh, Cole versus Beaver's the best ever, right? The best you're going to see in the playoffs. And yeah, so thinking happens. the same thing. I'm like, you know, I was even thinking about it when I made the bet. I'm like, you know, someone's going to get rocked here. I can just feel it. Oh, the one of the bullpens will implode and give up seven runs and in two innings. Like the like All Star game, George. You
0: know what I mean? When they have all those aces, there's always one guy that gives up four runs or five runs. It just is. You know what I mean? The yeah, guy's a great pitcher. He got lit up. Right? It just, it just happens. So Yankees. Yankees, I'm surprised they're not bigger favorites, actually. FanDuel's got them at minus 126 right now. Cleveland Indians with Carrasco. Tanaka versus uh, Carrasco uh, on the hill. So um, it's amazing how things uh, played out. Let's blast through the games uh, here, George, and I'll get your take. So Cincinnati Reds and the Braves are up first. We've got Bauer and Freed uh, on the hill here. Money's been coming in on the Reds. Little small, small. Uh, you know, it was a small movement. It was plus 118. Now it's plus 112. A uh, total of seven and a half. Donaldson um, injured. Um, what do you make of the Reds? Reds were extremely hot down the stretch. What do you think about this game? Who do you like?
2: I like Cincinnati. Uh, I, listen, Atlanta has to win tomorrow. Because they don't win tomorrow, they have no chance. Freed's their only pitcher. I mean, uh, Ian Anderson, will like yeah, exactly. the next day. Uh, but they have to win tomorrow. Bauer, Castillo, in a three-game series, it's made for the Reds. It's just made for the Reds. I like Bauer and the Reds tomorrow. I think they'll hit enough off Freed. Once again, I am likely to bet the under. I won't bet Cincinnati. I think it will be a close game, but I, pro- I probably will bet the under.
0: Uh, Miami Marlins, upstart Marlins against uh, the Cubs. David Ross uh, has the Cubs uh, in the playoffs right now. People really aren't talking about the Cubs uh, very much, uh, but uh, they got Kyle Hendricks on the hill here. Supposed to be real windy, and you know no total posted for this game still. Cubs are like uh, you know in a minus one sixty range. What's your opinion of this series in the game? Are you betting this one?
2: Not gonna bet. I will mean, I bet some strikeout props here for Alcantara. I think the uh, I think the Cubs are ripe for the upset here. I like Miami, man. Alcantara and Sanchez back to back. I think they'll win one of those two games. Then you go to Game Three. I don't trust either pitcher for Game Three. I think Miami might have something here. Uh, so I'm gonna I like the Cubs to to lose this series. I think tomorrow's the game when Miami wins. I think Darvish will win on Thursday. And then game three is going to be a lot of fun here. Chicago White Sox uh,
0: were uh, came into the day 14-0 and against Southpaws. Now 15-0 and after today. Uh, they don't get the Southpaw matchup. Uh, and In fact, though, they send a Southpaw to the Hill and Keichel against Bassett. Must-win game for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, a lot of people are bringing up the fact that the Athletics uh, played a, against a lot of sub-500 teams uh, this year. But they're still a good baseball team. What you know what what did you make of uh what did you make of what they, was that just Giolito dominating uh today or you think the White Sox are on to something here cuz I'm thinking Oakland bounced back tomorrow
2: I mean Giolito, did it didn't matter who pitched for uh, Oakland today Giolito wasn't going to lose that game he was fantastic uh Keiko pitching in Oakland I mean that's that ballpark is made for him right it's a uh, plays uh, plays long like like a a high oh, fly on ball on a pop pitcher. flies a lot of pop flies right and a lot of we know is a lot of foul territory in oakland i do like the a's to bounce back but certainly not enough to bet this game i just think their power might play against keichel even with the uh the ballpark playing in the day time helps a little bit a little hotter, their ball travel a little further i think they'll get to keichel
0: it's a minus 120 i think it's a fair enough price i think it's a fair enough price all right so the Toronto blue jays this price is interesting that it's it's kind of low you get in the plus 120 range with the Toronto Blue Jays against a team as good as the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, but they got Ryu on the hill. It's against glass now. If you look at the Jays today, they were they were dominated by Blake Snell. Like he was just dominant, nasty stuff. He was unhittable. He had nine strikeouts. Once the bullpen was in, the Jays like got on base. They got hits. They just couldn't get that timely hit. They had bad baseball luck. They were lining the ball right at uh people. But I like the way that they fought back late, and at least like they didn't get shut out. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh man, we got shut out. Like that was hard. And you know, I think it's like, guys, you know what I mean? We're 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 a bounce here away uh, from from putting some runs on the board here. I wish I was getting more with the Toronto Blue Jays, but I think they're a live dog here, despite how good that uh, Tampa is. Right, Former Kurtz on the other side. Bring it.
1: Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest
2: bunch of sucks that ever sucked.
0: That team sure did suck last night. Insert Minnesota Twins. Cleveland Indians. Unbelievable, George, that the Minnesota Twins have now lost 17 consecutive uh, playoff games, man. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. Um, So it's hard to have any confidence uh, in this team. Um, against the Houston Astros. and Man, they had the Astros on the ropes early. And it's funny because it's not like the Minnesota Twins or some, like, ultra-popular team or something like that, Kurtz, but nobody likes the Astros. So, like, when the Astros scored late, it was just, like, you know, a massive groan, like, around the baseball world. Like, oh, God. Like, really? Really? You know, hey, it comes down to making plays, man. And Polanco, you know, you got to make that play. You can't do that. I mean, I know it's obvious you can't do that. You're in, a, you're, you're in a playoff, a semi-playoff game, whatever. Uh, you know, you're you're in a you're in a big game. You got to make that play, George, and you know he did. And the floodgates open up.
2: And he made the hard part of the play. I mean, fielding the ball was the hard part, right? That ball could have gotten by. It was, it was a nice play in the field, and he throws it. I mean, disappointing. I think would be the biggest word here. You mentioned Minnesota did have a chance in the first inning to, I don't want to say blow the game up, but certainly put some runs on the board, give their uh, the team some cushion here. You lose 17 playoff games in a row. You can't tell me this is not in their heads. Whether they're thinking about this, you know, well, oh my God, this was going to go wrong for us. We can't score now. It's been seven innings. We've scored a run here, and everything's just going to go wrong. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's pitching tomorrow for Houston. They don't have have it announced yet. Valdez was supposed to be the starter, but he ended up picking up the win, pitching five innings today. So we'll see who Houston's going to throw tomorrow. I, saw I think Minnesota's be a irquitty. better team. Ugh. I mean, it should be – Minnesota should win this game tomorrow, but I think it's in their heads. I think Houston just might end it.
0: All right. Uh, so um, what about the uh, the Rays and the Jays uh, here, George? The Rays got, uh, Rays got a great performance from Blake Snell. Um, you know what? The Jays' pitching was good. There was a lot made about Shoemaker starting the baseball game. And then Robbie Ray came in, and surprisingly enough, listen, the Jays' pitchers did their thing. The Blue Jays' batters are young. They're raw. You know, so you you expect them to sort of, you know, I'm not surprised, actually, they did what they did. But there was a lot of bad hitting. They had runners on scoring position constantly. They were unable to move them over. Every one of them kept, like, trying to hit, like, a six-run home run every time they were in the box. And it it got to the point where it was embarrassing. It was like, guys, like, stop, like, trying to hit a home run. Like, they were popping it up every play, like, getting under it. But they got runners on late. I think, like, their confidence level isn't shot. They're a young team. They're playing with house money. Glasnow's good. They got Ryu going there tomorrow. What's your take on that game?
2: Well, it should be a pitching matchup. I find it weird that Glasnow has not faced Toronto this year. Go figure. 10 out of 60 games, he uh, he didn't pitch against them. Ryu pitched uh, twice against uh, uh, against uh, Tampa Bay, giving up uh, three earned run- uh, sorry, uh, four runs in nine and two-thirds innings there. Glasnow has only got up seven earned runs. Uh, in his last four starts, 14 earned runs in his last seven starts. I so haven't seen two earned runs in his start here. Ryu, only three earned runs. His last three starts. Should be a pitching matchup here. It's hard not to like Glasnow. My only worry is this. Sometimes Glasnow can be wild, and it's, it's a playoff game. I think if I'm with Jays, I want to see if I can rattle him somewhat. Don't swing at the first pitch. Make him throw a strike. That sort of thing. Uh, see if he has it. If he has it, you're in trouble. If he doesn't have it, he might walk some people, and you can take advantage. You, you mentioned, though, and I get on this about the Yankees all the time. Productive outs are so important. Nobody out running on second. A ground ball to second base or first base gets the job done. A productive out. Move the guy over. You know, you see that so many teams, and you were right about the uh, the Blue Jays today. They were trying to hit seven run home runs with nobody on base. They were swinging way too hard.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and they were swinging through pitches. They were swinging, and, you know, it's bad. But they were all swinging at the high fastball, George. It's like, guys, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, really? Like, you're swinging your neck here. And, like, the Rays pitchers are smart, and they know, all right, these kids are young. They're chasing everything. They're chasing everything. Um, the Jays the Jays have to calm down. Uh, so St. Louis. Listen, St. Louis have had a weird year. They didn't play in what? Like for, like, 17 days or something like that. They didn't play for a while. I think it was 16, 17 days. So they had a million games, a million doubleheaders and all this, and they managed to pull it off. Here they are. They're, you know, people aren't giving them a lot of love here against the San Diego. San Diego's got to go out there and prove it. St. Louis are just a franchise. All they do is win series is like this. All they do is win. Can San Diego live up to the hype?
2: I find this a little weird on both sides. Why is Flaherty not pitching until game three? I find that strange. He's your best pitcher, considered one of the best pitchers in the National League. Yeah, he's not Good pitching question. until game three.
0: I yeah. can understand game, game two, well, gets, but yeah.
2: I can understand game two. I think that's why the Blue Jays are doing what they're doing. You want to have your best pitcher. You win. You, you can end it. You lose. He can help you survive. But wait until game three. They might not be at game three. Find that strange. And with San Diego, who is pitching games two and three? Right? We, we're not sure about Dale, Denilson and uh, Lamette, We're not so sure about Coleridge. But now got, they has uh, got sort of through All yep. right. They both sort of threw bullpens today. Maybe they can go. Maybe they can't. Important game tomorrow for both teams, really, to win the game. Because if San Diego wins, okay, then they can relax a little bit. All right, with Clevenger and Lamette. You may not need them both. If St. Louis wins, well, then you know Flaherty will get to go and you won't be criticized for what you're doing here. I like the Padres. I do. I think they're the better offense here. But uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on Paddock to come up big here, and Kim for that matter. And you know, Kim technically by his numbers has been the best Cardinal starter over the past, I think it's three, four weeks.
0: Man, it's a, it is a tough one. My gut instincts telling me St. Louis just from a betting perspective. But – my gut, my gut was uh, was empty today. <laughs> All right, so my gut was uh, was empty today. I don't know. Listening to my gut is such a good idea uh, going into tomorrow. Too bad there's no WNBA. Fortunately, there's NBA uh, tomorrow. All right, so the final game tomorrow, the uh, the Brewers and the Dodgers uh, on the board, the mighty Dodgers. Um, you know, who's I can't believe this that it's been 32 years since Kirk Gibson and Oral Hershiser and company. Ah, uh, won a World Series, George. Thirty-two years for the Dodgers.
2: Wow, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have realized that either. Uh, doesn't oh feel God, like thirty-two years, so huh? Much. Since that night, that play. I remember like it was yesterday. No, it doesn't. I know. Like, yeah, you know, twenty no, years, really twenty-two
0: years. You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it. It doesn't. It makes you feel old. That's. I mean, I was a year out of high school. That's how long ago that was. Uh, so. I, you know what? I would have given the Brewers a shot in the series if not for the injury to Burns. Uh, and that late injury destroys them. Because you would have put up Burns and Woodruff in games one and two, all right, you'll take your chances and see what happens. You're certainly the underdog to the Dodgers, but hey, you know, you get two good pitching matchups. I mean, anything can happen here. I don't think there's, I can't see any way in hell that the Brewers win tomorrow. I think Suda's going to get wrecked. I think Bueller's going to pitch well. I think, this, I think this is a runaway.
0: Yeah, then you get uh, then they set up for Clayton Kershaw uh, to go in Game Two, um, and I think I think Kershaw will be fine. I'm not concerned about the postseason or anything like that. He was good against Houston. If you look at the the the, the yes the Chavez Ravine and the Houston split, George. Right? I mean, that's the thing with the Astros. Like there has been a big difference in all of their production. It's hard to say that it didn't have an impact on things, even though you know they weren't the only one. I don't want to relive it all the time, but. That's why it just it's just frustrating to see Minnesota uh, let them off the hook. All right, uh, George, so NFL uh, football Thursday. You're not a, um, you're not a uh, New York uh-huh. Giant or New York Jet fan, but nevertheless, there's a game going on uh, in New York on Thursday, if we want to call it a game, between the Denver Broncos and the New York uh, Jets. And, you know, listen, man, they're going with, uh, they're going with Brett Ripon at quarterback out of Boise State good quarterback, strong arm. He's got a good arm. He's not a mobile guy. Um he's not he's not a mobile guy. Um he's the the the, the nephew of um, of Super Bowl MVP Mark Rippon, going back away's. Uh Washington uh quarterback uh Super Bowl MVP against the Buffalo Bills. So um Rippen goes but as beat up as the Denver Broncos are, they still have more talent and more players than the New York Jets do. Like, uh, you can round up, like, uh, I think we could find 11 people right now at the Port Authority and line them up against the New York Jets and compete. Like, the Jets are that bad? I think this is a very winnable football game for for the Denver Broncos. All they got to do is just hand the ball off over and over and over. It looks like Lindsey should be back from the turf toe. you got Melvin Gordon. Just hand the ball off over and over. What are the Jets going to do?
2: You know, I decided to play hockey again this uh, season, uh, at the rink I uh, ref at. And uh, first game was, uh, was Thursday. I'm Like, oh, first game Thursday night football. Who's playing? Oh, okay, I'll play. No problem, I'll play. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch this game live. I will record it and watch it when I get home. I, this is. A, I mean, what's going to happen here in New York, Gabe? Why bother Gabe recording? You it. lose to Denver. <laughs> I, uh, I I have to. I like. To, I'll watch it later. I can go I can fast. I will watch it. Oh, I have money on it. it. I like these bad games. The more thought. they're
0: easier to bet on. Like you get these hard, you know, the, like the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Ravens. It turned out to be easy. I was on the Chiefs, but going into it, it's tough. You know, I look at this game and I'm like, man, I really, honestly believe that the Jets are that bad, bro. That I don't care who's the quarterback for Denver. Like I said, you got Melvin Gordon, you got Jerry Judy, you got Noah Fant, you've got uh, looks like Lindsay. I don't know. I don't don't swear that on me that Lindsay's back, but I think he's gonna be back. Uh, not that whatever it's the end of the world difference maker, but Denver have enough talent to win this game still.
2: Let's face it here. If you're not a Jets or Broncos fan, there's only three reasons to watch this game. Either you're gambling on it, you have fantasy players on it, or you're playing DFS. That's it. This game is made for those three. I mean, that's why we're all going to do it. Because other than that, nobody watches this game. I mean, I wonder what's going to happen, though. The Broncos beat the Jets. Broncos are a bad team, right? They have all sorts of injuries. Not as many as some other teams, but they have a lot of injuries. There's going to be hell to pay for Adam Gase. The Jets will have an extended bye. I wonder if he's fired the next day. I know they well, just look, came out and gave him a vote of confidence, but I wonder if he's got The gone.
0: Giants just lost to a bunch of backups. I know Denver's not as good as San Francisco is, but it's almost a similar situation. Like they're that bad. Like they're that bad. The Jets are terrible. I think I think they might be worse than the Giants. And the Giants
2: like suck. I agree. I think the Jets are. I think the Jets are all the worst team in football. It's not a, it's certainly not Jacksonville like we thought coming in. I think the Jets are the worst team in football. That's why I just don't think he'll be able to survive. You, you're going to lose to another bad team, and you might lose badly here. And Denver has all sorts of issues. Third string uh, third string quarterback. Your top wide receivers out. They have injured and Von Miller is out. I mean, all sorts of problems here. I, wonder, I don't think Gase will survive. You know what? The, the New York Jets are averaging a league-worst
0: 12.3 points per game. All right, 12.3 points per game. The Green Bay Packers are averaging a league-high 40.7 points per game. A juggernaut offense. But still, think how bad you are when there's a differential of 28 points per game between your scoring average and the league's like leader. 28-point difference, guys.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Rage all you want. Sports Rage late night continues. I'm Morency We're kicking it with George Kurtz. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Shout out to all of our uh, affiliates. Uh, don't forget you got uh, bagels and bad pizza with Scott uh, Wetzel in the morning. Scotty Farrell tearing it apart every night uh, before uh, we uh, bring it and uh, you can tune into game time decisions uh, with me and Cam Stewart and company weekdays at six on uh, many of these same radio stations that you're listening to us on uh, right now. Interesting. Uh, I'm seeing an interesting survey here, George. I want to get another some more NFL football, get your take on the Cowboys, being a Cowboy fan that you are, uh, but interesting. Uh, and it doesn't surprise me here, but uh, so here's a survey. Of uh, of sports fans, um, done by a Morning uh, Consultant uh, Group, which is a, it's a pretty big uh, polling company, and it's just about uh, Generation Z. So Generation Z, the uh, the younger, the younger crowd, um, as sports fans. So as far as um, you know, young, not even millennials, but younger millennials, and you know, people in their late teens, twenties, etc., uh, compared to adults. Uh share of respondents who identify uh, as either avid or casual sports fans of each sport. NFL football, 59%, George, of uh, adults say they're avid or casual fans of the NFL. Generation Z, just uh, 49%. Uh, 49%. NBA, 45% adults. Younger generation, 47%. So it goes show like if you're the NBA, you've got solid growth for years to come, right? Like, you know, younger, I've always said this. If you go to like a local high school, you know, what what do you think you're gonna see? Tom Brady jerseys or LeBron James jerseys or Steph Curry jerseys, et cetera. Uh college football, big discrepancy. Adults, 48%, thirty eight, thirty seven 37% of the uh, the young uh, the young ones. Esports, nineteen percent of adults into esports. of uh, Generation Z. College basketball, 41% adult, 33% young. Major League Baseball, just 32% uh, of a youth uh, group watching that cares about baseball. UFC, 29%, 29% evenly between adults and youth. So that's pretty good if you're the UFC. It means you got a base. NASCAR 35.26, NHL just 25% of uh, of Generation Z, but interesting, uh, interesting to see. It doesn't surprise me, George. I've always known the NBA is the sport in which, like, people will compare the NFL and the NBA ratings. And a good example is like the crappy Thursday night football game had like seven million people watching, and the NBA game had like 4.8 million people watching. So people are like, oh, look, a crappy crappy NFL football game gets more than an NBA playoff game but you know know, anyone that knows anything about TV knows that 4.8 million people of the demographic of like 13 to 30 is the most sought after demographic on television George right so like it's it's all about demographics and all that it's sort of like Fox News like Fox News has the most viewers and stuff but like like, half of them are literally, like, in hospital beds, George. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, in com like, old people are comatose and senior citizen homes and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, you got 3 million people watching, but they're all, like, you know, 30 seconds from death. So I don't know what they're buying. And that's that's what this stuff comes down to. What are you buying? But I find, uh, I find that interesting, George. Um, but nevertheless, hockey... Hockey will always remain strong. You're not going to get the youth really into hockey, uh, but hockey remains strong. But eSports seems to be the big thing. eSports and NBA with the youth, George.
2: You're right. It's not surprising. I mean, you know, the fact that eSports has such a differential. We didn't grow up with eSports. There was no eSports when you and I were growing up. You know, it came on, what, 15, 20 years ago? So they've grown up. Uh, it was up with it. So I'm not surprised. Playing. That was eSports. <laughs> It was. People will never understand that, that little box that we had to play, and we'd fight over that to try and beat the other person. Uh, and it's just the way it was, it's different ages that people grew up in. And I also wonder, you know, uh, the attention spans are shorter nowadays, right? There's so many other things to do. You know, you have so many devices. Who really watches a game for three hours anymore without going on your laptop, going on your phone, going on your this device, that device, going on YouTube, going on whatever? You know, it's – uh. I think esports are a little bit easier to watch for that way. But that's also why I've always loved baseball because you don't need to pay attention to every pitch and you can do something else while watching the game. Football, I have to pay attention to it.
0: Yeah, I was in a metal band. I still am, but, like, yeah, I used to do it, like, you know, daily, like professionally for years. and I used to live with guys in a band and they weren't sports fans, all right? So – we lived in this, like, you know, sort of, it was a cool pad. Like, you know, it was like we had skateboard ramps and basketball things and motorcycles, like, inside. It was a real crazy place. But, so my, uh, the guy, the bass player in my band, his room was, like, next to mine. And I'd always hear the baseball game on, all right? Like, on his TV. Um, So, like, his door would be closed, but I could hear the baseball game on. Like, kind of, like, all the time, right? And so I asked him. I said, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were you were baseball. I said, you're getting into baseball, huh? I said, no, you're a baseball fan. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm really enjoying the broadcast. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, so what, well, you're getting into the team? And you know, he tells me, George, he goes, no, no. He goes, I don't even really know who's playing who. He goes, I I don't know anything about this stuff. But he goes, uh, I find it very relaxing, and it helps me sleep when I'm hungover. over. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, he goes, <laughs> well, oh, I, I, start. I, I in, he goes, I, I start watching it, watching a game. he goes, it's very relaxing, he goes, I started watching it, he goes, I'm hungover, you know, he goes, I start watching it, next thing I know, I'm sleeping, and uh, I find it soothing.
2: <laughs> well, there's truth in that, so, I mean, there is truth in that, unless there's something big happening, you're not going to hear a lot of high-pitched voices screaming uh, from the broadcast. I do that for NASCAR.
0: I'll be honest. NASCAR races are like six, seven hours, bro. Like, I'll start with NASCAR. I'll be all excited into the race. It's like an hour in. Next thing I know, like, I'm like, oh, God. Like, I woke up. I'm like, I missed 200 laps. But the race is like six hours. You can take like three naps during the race, George. You know what I mean? Golf's good for that, too. Golf, like, you can start watching. That's that's just just what I was thinking, by the way. You sort of wake up again. It's like, all right, where are you? And you're sort of listening. You're not really asleep. Football, listen, I've done it, you know, where I'm just exhausted. I've been on the air, million, you know, so it's like football. I'm just sort of lying, lying down, listening, watching the game. Uh, but, yeah, base, baseball is conducive to that, <laughs> right? Baseball is conducive to helping you sleep. So, uh, speaking of football, um, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, only two defenses have given up more points in the National Football League uh, so far. Uh, than the Dallas Cowboys. And that's the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings. I never thought the Vikings defense would be giving up 34 points a game. Uh, but here we are right now. Uh, Cowboys, though, giving up 32.3 points per game, uh, George. It's a big problem. We have another high total this week. Was it 55 and a half uh, right now? Cleveland Browns uh, coming to town. I don't see how we don't bet the over this game.
2: Well, I guess the good news is uh I mean Cleveland doesn't have the high powered offense that Seattle does. Well that Atlanta does for that matter. So I don't and they their game plan Cleveland's really watching this be pretty season is good to run the ball. They can be pretty good. It I be, I mean, but they, look, that's not what their what their game They're averaging twenty five points a game
0: right now, Cleveland. They scored six in the first game. Right? So you take away and I know, listen, they, you know who did they play? They beat up on uh, Washington and who was the other win Cleveland had? Oh, Cincinnati. I don't know, Philadelphia couldn't rack That's up 35 team. on Cincinnati. Listen, I think it's up to Baker Mayfield. I think Cleveland's offense has the potential of hanging
2: 28 on you guys. I think both teams are going to try and play this more in the running game. I think uh, McCarthy realized he probably made a mistake last week in opening the offense up and not getting Ezekiel Elliott running it. Tyron Smith should be back this week, which should help the running game as well. I mean, Dallas could throw the ball up and down the field, but as we see with the defense, so can the other team. They can't stop anybody. You know, I, don't think, they think, uh, I don't think that's changing anytime soon. I mean, if you're a Cowboy fan, which I am, all right, the schedule, uh, according to the numbers, Dallas now has the easiest schedule remaining in football. So, yay, there's that for you. But uh, teams are going to score points against Dallas. I, I think Cleveland can certainly score 24-27. I don't think they're going to put 35-38-40 like Seattle Atlanta were doing here. Uh, I but I think, uh, once again, Cleveland, their game plan has been to run the football with Jubb and Hunt and keep Mayfield from making mistakes. You know, now they might change the game plan because the way to beat Dallas is certainly to throw the football. There's nobody in that secondary who can cover anybody. You know, so maybe they change it up there. We'll see.
0: Uh so what's your what's your pick? good. It's, it's a four and a half point, point spread. I think Cleveland can hang around. I wish I was getting six and a half or seven. Um, but hey, it is it is what it is. Dallas don't
2: have a home field advantage, Dallas, even when there's even when there's fans, like they don't have lost, a home field advantage. They've lost eight straight. Well, there is fans. Maybe they'll have about 20,000 or so in there. There's uh, Dallas lost eight straight games on the road. They're winning at home. They're losing on the road now. It's sort of the opposite of what they used to do. They used to be okay at oh, home true, and always won true. on the road. But they won by I one. I think Dallas they wins the down game. Hey, uh, anyway, wins a win. Ugly wins better than a pretty loss. Uh, it's hard to trust Dallas. I mean, really. It's, we talk about this every year now. It's the same story with the Cowboys every year. They're always eight and eight, nine and seven, always do stupid things. You know, Dak Prescott has a great game, He has three turnovers. They fumble a ball in the end zone. Ezekiel Elliott falls and they get a safety. They also so many don't give it dumb to penalties. It up. They'll give it to him
0: ten times in the first quarter. He'll look good and they'll stop giving it to him. So I'm not even worried that they're gonna give it to him and play ball control. They won't. They'll throw the ball. That's what
2: they do now. No, it's what what their offense is geared to. What uh, McCarthy said last week, he was going to open it up. We didn't know if he was going to tell the truth or not, but they said they thought they had to open up against that Seattle secondary, which technically was correct, because that Seattle secondary can't stop anybody either. The problem is when you do that, you leave your defense on the field for a long, long time. And really, when your best player is someone you just signed who hasn't played in five years... That might tell you something. And Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, he's on the back of a milk cart and making $21 million a year. The man has two sacks in his last 13 games.
0: Didn't uh, Odell make that one-headed catch against the Cowboys?
2: <laughs> was that yes, the, famous and, yeah. the Cowboys on a – that was either a <laughs> Sunday night or a Monday night game. Dallas won that game, by the way.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, So I'm saying you know, it's Odell Beckham time, who was about to melt down, but he seems he's, he's getting the ball a little bit now, so – Listen, Baker Mayfield's done a better job. I agree with you. And listen, if you're Cleveland, if you're you're coming in here, you're probably thinking you don't want to get into a track meet. And if I was Cleveland, I'd just run the ball all the time with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But you know, listen, Cleveland, you can tell there's a difference from last year. they they're 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 definitely better coached. It's up to Baker Mayfield to be productive. They've given Baker Mayfield all the possible weapons you know that he needs. I don't know, Joe. I'm telling you, I I think the Dallas Cowboys secondary is going to have a really tough time stopping Odell and and company.
2: Uh, but like I said, it's just up to Baker Mayfield. I don't know who the Dallas secondary is going to stop. They play Washington in three weeks or a month, actually. Maybe they can stop Haskins. Yeah, they can. Other start, than that, maybe. I mean, I'm sure Daniel Jones will beat him up next week. Then they got Kyler Murray. Uh, Carson Daniel Wentz, Jones they sucks beat him right now. I'm sure he play better. Ah, uh, with the, with their receivers, they'll be fully healthy. He'll and score. And this comes from Cowboys. someone that likes. Uh, he'll make mistakes. The NHL. I'm done with him. <laughs> uh, Robespierre's against Dallas. Dallas got to play Lamar Jackson later this year. That should be fun.
0: Uh, the Buffalo Bills are three point favorites at Las Vegas. Uh, Bills off off to a great start so far this year. Three and O, winnable football
2: game in my opinion for the Buffalo Bills as well, George. Winn- winnable game. Oh, agreed. I thought Josh Allen had... Did he, I thought he needed to make a small incremental step to make them a Super Bowl contender. He's made a giant step. The defense is not playing as well as I thought they would. I mean, it's been exactly the opposite here. But I think Buffalo's going to be just fine. Yeah, I think people will be
0: surprised to find out the Buffalo Bills have the third-ranked offense in the National Football League. They're scoring 31 points per game. And, and like you said, their defense will be just fine. Great stuff, George Kurtz. Step it up and in. More late night
2: We're
0: listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Marinsen. Sports Rage, late night, winding down. Quickest 140 minutes in sports. A little bit of line movement here. Uh, Denver Broncos up to a point and a half favorites uh, right now in the overnight hours. And I think it's the right move. Uh, New York Jets are putrid, pathetic. They're an embarrassment. Uh, I guess Fireman Ed um, is off the bandwagon. They're so bad right now. <laughs> he kind of comes and goes. He comes, he comes and goes. Actually, they should let Fireman Ed in. Actually, you know what I mean? Like just put him up there in the, in the section. Put him up there in the rafters. He'll be alone anyways. <laughs> so we'll get into some football. But my early, uh, my early impression here is that Denver's going to roll these guys. All right, and I know that Brett Rippen is starting. I watched Brett Ripon play at, uh, at Boise State. He's capable. Anyways, all they have to do is hand a football off. Just give it to Melvin Gordon. Give it to Phillip Lindsay. Lindsey. Uh, Lindsey should be back with the turf toe. We'll have Dr. David Chow on before the game on Thursday night to break it down. Um, so uh, we got baseball, though, in the morning. Listen, guys, my baseball picks were bad, man. They were bad. I couldn't get any luck. Um, you know, the, the WNBA salvaged the night for us from being a total disaster. And trust me, I'm still not happy with the way things went because we've been winning pretty much daily for a couple of weeks, but reality caught up to us, sort of like the NFL and COVID. We didn't even get to that. We should note, actually, um, that as far as that's concerned, so, you know, the Titans, uh, the Tennessee Titans can't do anything, all right? They've suspended team activities, yet they're still playing their game, or at least the plan is to still play the game. And they've been told, essentially, uh, the coaching staff told them, listen, we're going to play even if we don't practice at all. Like, we're playing this game. That's what, you know, so, you know, the NFL's kind of gone unscathed with this stuff, but now reality catches up. So, basically, they might play on Monday. I don't know what the final deal is going to be here, but Tennessee might not practice, like, all week and then just play a game. Buffalo showing up in Vegas, like, basically, like, right before the game, too. Um, Yeah, craziness. Major League Baseball in the morning. Give me the Cincinnati Reds. Give me the Reds and the under seven and a half. Give me the Cubs to win the game. Give me Oakland to stay alive. Give me the Toronto Blue Jays to stay alive as well. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.